0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 19 of season 3.
1: I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it's your boy, Dr. B, Dr. Brundog, Dr. Bruno, Dr. Ben, Dr. Benjamin, Dr. motherfucking Briskin in the motherfucking building, baby. Wait, did you finish? No, no, I didn't finish. My semester started, so I'm back to doctor. You know, over winter break, when I have a break, I'm no longer Dr. B and all that. I'm not going to repeat all those titles, but I'm no longer doctor because I turned my brain off. My brain is turned back on because my semester started yesterday, Kurt. Well, Bruno, welcome back to your second semester yes. of what, what year number is this for you? Kurt, undefined. You know how they do that shit? I'm not a math guy, but you know how in math they say like, the limit does not exist? That's me in school. The limit does not exist for the me. The limit in does
0: not exist for you. However, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to walk through this right now because I want to. <laughs> okay. So you did yeah. your four years of undergrad. True. That's four. Or no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, four. Yep, yep, yep. You got your two years in your master's program. C. That's six. Now, where on this
1: PhD journey are you? <laughs> We're in year three. So, Holy this shit. Is, is the ninth year of college. <laughs> there is a guaranteed fourth year. So, my deal, my PhD deal was four years guaranteed, fifth year player option. So, I'm signed for four years guaranteed. The guaranteed money is all there. You know, I'm, I'm there for four more years guaranteed. So, it will be 10 years of college guaranteed. The 11th year is my player option that I will be deciding next year. Okay, so
0: hypothetically, you could be done with your 10th year of college and done for good and a doctor next year at the end of next year.
1: Yes, but it's looking Unless, like it, I, there will be. If I had to do odds, 11th year is the favorite. So you're probably going to exercise that player option. Yes. Come back for an 11th year. Yes. And so when you think of it this way, Kurt, <laughs> high school is 12th grade. Undergrad, you're done is 16th grade. Masters is 18th grade. So I'll be in either 22nd or 23rd grade when I'm done. <laughs> You're gonna do number 23. You hate number 23. Well, true, but I'm uh, redefine it. I'll make I'll okay. wa- I'll the other legacy whoever that could possibly be now no more. It's Bruno on this bitch. So instead of King James, it's gonna just be King. Yeah, it's gonna be King Korskin. King Doctor. What's the the Jester Jester James little yes. JJ action? And we're gonna have King Bruno. All right, I'm in. I'm in fucking electric (laughs) that sounds way more interesting than
0: the uh, games this weekend Bruno. What a uh, What a letdown of games so so we had six games this weekend, and I really only two of them are competitive
1: yeah and of those two like yes they were close it's not like they were the most exciting games they did, certainly had exciting endings i guess in a sense kurt but i feel like we get tricked every year we always love this first playoff round like but leading up to it we're like oh this is sick there's so many playoff games and i low-key kind of feel like every year there's like a bunch of blowouts. maybe not this many but it's like i feel like we do this every year but kurt fuck it it's football we're gonna get excited it is,
0: it is football we we do get excited it's we got it on saturday sunday and monday Um, Which, for my viewing purposes, I very much liked. Now, Bruno, I will throw this little little gem out there for you. This is obviously year two of having a number seven seed. Uh, The seven seed has never won a game in the postseason. And very rarely are they even competitive. Only one game has been competitive with a seven seed. So, Bruno, I'm asking you this. Do you like this format? or did you prefer six teams per conference and two buys for the one and two seed because i know where i stand but i want to see if
1: you stand on that hill with me so i've spent approximately zero time thinking about this so my dr b brain is whirling i feel like i like it's it's a mix of the old system i like having two buys two buys almost just feels right in a way so i like having two buys but then again i also like having even though the results aren't showing it, I almost like having more playoff teams because it makes the end of the season more exciting. It even does. if the actual playoffs aren't, you know, like you said, the games mostly for the large part haven't been close. Um, so I don't know. I I don't know what I would prefer, but I will say I for sure for sure like having two buys. It feels very weird only having one buy. And that say. is the whole reason I
0: w- I miss the old, the old structure of the playoffs. I you think miss the, the, the old two buys, Kanye. Yeah, I miss the old Kanye. The, yeah. the two the two Buys, I think, are just. Does it give you an extreme advantage in the playoffs? Yes, it does. I'm not dis. I'm not trying to say that it doesn't. But you work all season, especially now a 17 game season, which just feels a little too long to me. But that's a whole other stop another whole another topic. But you work all season. I feel like to just give it to one team is like I don't know. I think that should be a, 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 a two a two buy system in each conference. But uh, it's not gonna happen that way. It'll never go back
1: that way. The NFL likes
0: their money too much, and they make yeah. more money with more games.
1: So yeah, absolutely. And again, like just to add to your point, like in the AFC, like the Chiefs would have had the buy if there was two. Like yep. it's hard to argue. Like again, we hate the Chiefs, and I, I shit on them all the time. But it's like you wouldn't really be catching a huge argument for me if it's like oh the Chiefs have the buy. Be like oh that sounds right. So yeah, no that's on par. Yep. Yeah.
0: So um, yeah. Bruno, I let, let's kick off this, this this slate of games.
1: So do you, do your thing, boy. Little three, little two, little one, bang, the music is now playing, bitch. Didn't get music last week because I freaked (laughs) up my
0: microphone, but congratulations, you got
1: music now. We got it now. We we checked it. We're all Gucci, Tucci. And Kurt, speaking of Gucci, Tucci, the city, the state, the anywhere who are fans of the Bengals, whatever you want to call it, the region, any region that supports the Bengals, they are now Gucci, Tucci to send text messages, Kurt. They already were, but to send text messages specifically saying the Bengals have won a playoff game, the much-talked-about, much-discussed fun fact that ended up being not fun because people said it so often leading up to this game that the Bengals had never been able to text each other that they had won a playoff game because it had been that long, that's now over Kurt. The Bengals, they host their playoff game, and they beat the Raiders 26-19. to This was the first game of the, this round of the playoffs, right? So this was Saturday afternoon. And it actually was a pretty close game. Um, you know, both these teams coming in, they had their warts, if you will. But it ended up being uh, the Bengals who came out on top. Kurt, before we get into the X's and O's of the game, just what we have to note is that this game was fucking horrendous from an officiating standpoint, Kurt. Just it was god-awful. so bad. Literally, Kurt, Jerome Booger, Booger, however you say his name, him and his crew were literally taking, taken out of the playoff rotation moving forward. That's how bad they were. They were told, no more no more Kurt it was so bad and like by far you know the worst instance I'm sure you saw it most people did if you didn't basically what happened was Joe Burrow was scrambling I think there was an inadvertent whistle because they thought he had like stepped out of bounds but the play kept going and he ended up throwing for a touchdown on that play and so like obviously if you're the Raiders you're like well maybe we stop playing some people will also argue that, like you know, it kind of, the play was also kind of like almost complete by the time anyone maybe noticed or reacted or whatever. You could, you could, I guess, you could see it both ways. Kurt, I don't know what your thoughts were. They probably were going to score there anyways. I don't know what your thought on that. Yeah, play no, was.
0: they probably were going to score there. But I will say, I saw some Raiders fans kind of like obviously showing their displeasure. Yes, and they said <laughs> that um, <laughs> the cornerback who was guarding. Um, who caught
1: the touchdown? Boyd, maybe? I don't yeah, remember. it was either Boyd or Uzoma.
0: Yeah, whoever before. caught the touchdown uh, in the end zone. Yeah, it was Uzoma or whatever. Yeah. Um, the corner who was defending him kind of slowed down. And you you do kind of see it on video that he slowed down a little bit. Now, maybe his reactions are, are really good and he played right to the whistle. But I don't know. that It sucks for Raiders fans because... Uh, the Patriots derailed them 20 years yep. ago with the <laughs> Tuck rule, and now we
1: have the whistle yeah. gate. So not great. Yeah. Not to make it all about Patriots, Kurt, but did you see that new ESPN 30 for 30? The Tuck rule. It's coming out in, like February. It's with like Brady's in it, Ch- uh, Charles Woodson. Woodson. He's in it. They like are in the living room watching on TV together. Mark Davis, b- uh, Bob Kraft. Like all, all these people. I saw the trailer for it on Twitter. You no, I there. didn't see it. Yeah, new in February. I forget when. Maybe after the Super Bowl. Late Breaking loose. Yeah, but. <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah, so that's, pay- of course, we're turning this into Patriots. But anyways, so yeah, so to your point, maybe the defender slid up a little bit. Again, you do want to, you know, play, even if you think there's a whistle, you kind of want to finish the play. But, like, you could, you could see it both ways. Kurt, even though the final margin was seven, right, which you could argue, I guess, comes down to that play, you can point to other things, right? You can say the Raiders committed two turnovers and the Bengals committed zero, right? That has nothing to do with that whistle. You could say Joe Burrow played extremely well. He threw two touchdowns like we had just said, one to Tyler Boyd, one to uh, longtime Bengal CJ Uzoma, which is actually pretty cool, right, because he was there on some pretty terrible Bengals teams. You know, Jamar Chase had his standard 9 for 116. Again, the Raiders couldn't slow him down. Again, so, like, it's not only that play, but of course, I'm sure they weren't happy about that, but, you know, at least the officiating was, you know, mostly bad across the board, right, rather than all on one side. So, you know, that's that's kind of the story of the game. The Raiders got the ball late, couldn't do anything with it, and the Bengals, hold on for their first win in forever I don't know since when but forever good for the Bengals they've had a great season I will say if you're the Raiders again we had already said this but you have to respect them getting to the playoffs period based on their season with all the the drama and the the scandals and whatever that they've had rich Speicia did a great job now Kurt I'm sure they, we talked about last week with Black Monday and coaching changes and stuff he's being interviewed for his own job so that sucks right because it's like you know he did a great job and now it's like they did it, they're saying do we even want to keep you and the GM just got fired, Mike Mayock, too. You have thoughts I, on that? I will
0: say in the flippity-flop to that, Rich Pisaccia was basically named the interim coach through the year, meaning you're gone at the end of the season. So just the, oh, fact, that's true. Just the fact that he's being interviewed, and he has a lot of, I guess, a lot of positive um, references from the players. They seem to really have enjoyed playing for him. Um, I don't know if you saw the thing that went viral about the handwritten notes he wrote to yep. all of his guys. Yep. Like, just, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm pulling for him. I hope he
1: keeps his job. Because they, they did play a lot harder for him than they did John Gruden, that's for sure. That's for sure, Kurt. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's a good point. I'm, I'm a little partial to Rich Pasiccia, as you are aware. So, hopefully, <laughs> good things happen, whether it's in Oakland or out of Oakland. And, again, for the Bengals, Kurt, great win for them. They get the monkey off their chest. Joe Burrow era has officially begun, and now they're moving on. So, good for the Bengals. Yes, I will
0: just say, and it's hard for me to say this because I want – what I want to say is, act like you've been there, but they've quite literally never been there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, but like Zach Taylor again, getting emotional at the podium, yeah. and then saying that the wild card footballs are going to be sent all over the town yeah, so you can take your pictures lot. with them. That it's was like mm, I don't know about all that. Like, yeah. you won on Wild Card Weekend. Like, let's just settle down for a second. <laughs> if True. you go win this week and you go beat the Titans, yes. now now we can celebrate a little yes. bit. But I'm just a little bit early for my liking, Bruno. True. A little bit early true um bruno mm-hmm. a certain uh, team who happened to beat tom brady in the super bowl uh ludicrously was claiming <laughs> that they had Luda. tom brady's number yeah <laughs> bruno the only number you need to know in this game was <laughs> 31 at nothing at one point in this game that was the score as the number two seeded tampa bay buccaneers throttled the number seven seeded philadelphia eagles 31 15 in tampa bruno Brady was one and one against the Eagles in Super Bowls. And we, we, we do know the last one didn't
1: end too well.
2: <sighs> Shout out
1: Sam Marshall, Sam Tarshall, Aunt Rosati, that whole squad. That whole squad, yeah, y'all, yeah, y'all. We, y'all. We we watched that at Ant's house,
0: didn't we? Yep. Yep. And that was the one Super Bowl <laughs> I was never nervous for. I was like, it's the I Eagles. Know. Like we're fine. fine. Brady throws for five five. We lose. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not better about it. So. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Yep. And anyways. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Bruno. Four different Buccaneers scored touchdowns in this game to yep. get to that 31 nothing margin. Yep. Uh, that was the score in the third quarter. Eagles did put up some garbage time touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but it was over. Um, in fairness, I will. This needs to be said. Yep. Jalen Hurts um, obviously was phenomenal this season like he was the bright spot of the Philadelphia season he didn't look himself whether he was injured or or whatever the deal was it didn't look like the Jalen Hurts we've seen maybe some of that credit goes to Tampa for making him look not as good as he had been but but something just seemed off um he was running around trying to extend plays not moving with the same ability that he had in the past um yep I I think you would agree with this. Even if he was fully healthy, I don't think it makes that much of a difference yeah. in a game that was this one-sided. Yep. Um, the Bucks weren't going to lose this game. They do have the injuries we've talked about quite a bit on the show um, with Chris Godwin. Obviously, Antonio Brown has left the chat <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so on and so forth. The highlight of the game for me, Bruno. Yep. Came on the very last play. Jalen Hurts throws a pass incomplete <laughs> up down the left sideline. Yep. It is caught by a one Buccaneer. <laughs> who was that, Kurt? <laughs> who just so happened to go by the name Tom Brady. Oh, and man. the reaction that Tom had when he caught that ball was like a little kid in the playground. Like yep. he went fucking crazy. And he put up this hilarious this yep. hilarious thing. <laughs> but like I didn't catch it in the Super Bowl, but I caught it now. So <laughs> um cool for Tom, cool for the Bucks. They look they looked great. How much of that do you think was them kind of kicking it into gear? How much of that do you think is the Eagles just not really showing
1: up? um i will say i'm gonna credit the bucks for you know it not necessarily being like three mike evans touchdowns like them spreading the ball around and scoring with yep. four different people including like Keyshawn vaughn who it's like huh like i i heard huh? his name before but it's like huh and then like i forgot there was someone else it was gronk evans Keyshawn vaughn i forget the fourth there was someone i It was like who is that um so credit to them they definitely you know brady brady levels up in the playoffs this isn't new right so like clearly this is them you know jumping out to a 31 nothing lead defense playing extremely well but again like it was against the eagles with like, a hobbled jalen hurts so we'll have to see you know the real test will be moving forward obviously we'll get into the playoff matchups at the end of the show but we'll, we'll see moving forward what's going to look like uh kurt speaking of teams moving forward the cowboys are not one of those teams kurt l o motherfucking l the goddamn Cowboys are gonna cowboy, and goddamn Mike McCarthy is gonna Mike McCarthy. Kurt, what I Bruno? Just I need to get this out of my mouth. Get it out. What a disaster!
0: De- what? Disaster. This is a disaster. Was that Esteban from <laughs> yeah, I think so. yeah, Esteban okay. was in front of Lopez or Lopez? Yeah. Well, it was a disaster, and yeah. it's just I'm at the point where I'm done giving them chances. Like yeah. I said this at the beginning of the season when I said that I when I said they weren't gonna win the NFC East. Was I wrong about that? Yes. But guess what. They won the same amount of playoff games as every other team in the NFC East. Zero. It's true, Kurt. It's
1: literally true. And zero is also the amount of points they scored on their final drive, Kurt. But... Uh-oh. Damn. But before we get there, let's start at the top of the game, right? So at the top of the game, 49ers get the ball first. Kurt, they looked fucking good coming out in the first their first drive and basically the whole first part of this game. The 49ers on that first drive... They were calling all sorts of plays, doing all of their crazy tricks. They scored with absolute ease, took like four and a half minutes or something. They go up seven nothing. you're like, damn, the 49ers are here to play. Jimmy G looked great. Devil Samuel was doing things at every single position. It was incredible. The Cowboys on the flip side, Kurt, they just came out completely flat. It's crazy. You have a home playoff game, a game you absolutely can say you should win. And again like you're at you're at home and it's like you're the favorite it's like all those sort of things and they just came out with like no energy i don't know if it was a lack of a game plan i don't know what it was they look like shit when they came out kurt so the 49ers they continue their hot start basically all the way through the third quarter they go up 23 to 7 in the third quarter and honestly kurt it kind of felt like it was over at that point for good reason because the cowboys had done nothing you see the 49ers up 23 to 7 in the fourth and it's like huh but I will say credit to Dallas they did wake up late so they kick a field goal to make it 23 to 10 right and you're like all right you know they're still down two scores then this is the sort of thing the 49ers have to be deathly afraid of Ugh. Jimmy G just throws a terrible interception on the next drive and the Cowboys to their credit capitalized right away they had great field position but then they scored a touchdown right off that pick Kurt. and then it was 23 to 17 with 8 minutes left right so all of a sudden you know the Cowboys score those 10 quick points it's a six point game with eight minutes left. You're like, damn, this game went from blow to close, right? Yes. The 49ers, they they had a long drive after that. They burned five minutes of the eight minutes left. They burned five minutes, but Kurt, they don't score, right? So it's like, yes, you burn some time, but you don't score. Right. And in a one possession game, you're like, oh shit, you're really giving the ball back to the Cowboys. Basically, uh, a series of, you know, Cowboys failing their fourth down conversion but then the making the 49ers punt leads the cowboys to get the ball back same score 23 to 17 32 seconds left kurt and no timeouts kurt when you have no timeouts again i don't need to tell you this you're a football guy but let's let me just clarify here when you have 32 seconds left and no timeouts where do you want your plays to end up going you want them to go out
0: of bounds you
1: want to avoid (laughs) the middle of the field like the plague right and so, again, the defense knows this, right? Because the defense is no dummy. So, of course, they play that defense that, like, they play close to the sideline and they're mm-hmm. opening up the middle of the mm-hmm. line, right? And so, mm-hmm. if you have timeouts, then it's a different story, perhaps, right? And if you have some time and more timeouts, it's a different story. No timeouts, Kurt. I don't know who doesn't know that you need to get out of bounds. So, they, have, they run a couple plays where they get, it, like, you know, a couple 10 yard gains and they're going out of bounds. You're like, okay, the Cowboys, like, are doing some stuff. Kurt, 14 seconds left on the clock when the play starts. When the play starts there's 14 seconds left Kurt. There's mm. no timeouts. Kurt, may I repeat there's no timeouts. Wait,
0: Bruno. How many timeouts?
1: 0. Zero. Just like the amount of points they scored on this mm. final drive. Mm. Tell me why the Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys and Dak Kurt. they decide to run run up the middle of the field, Kurt, and not not even like right away. Like it it took a couple seconds for him to even start running, and then he starts running, Kurt, and he starts running. And, like, it's not like he goes down right away after he gets the first down. He, like, gets a – it was, like, a good gain. But, like, again, situational awareness. Yeah, he gained 20 yards. Yeah, but it's like, bro, you have no timeouts. And so, Kurt, it got a little hectic, I will say. He goes down, right? And what the announcer said was true. Like, you have to give the ball to the ref to start the play. Like, you can't just put the ball wherever you want and then snap the play. Like, the ref has to spot it and touch it and then move out of the way. They didn't do that. They just put the ball wherever and they all lined up. And the, this dumbass ref just comes running out of nowhere, so far out of position, runs into Dak basically, almost like tackles Dak, yep. touches the ball like he had to. That was, No one was arguing that he didn't have to do that. He did because he has to set the ball. And they simply ran out of time. Literally, they spiked the ball as time was going out. Like, basically, they snapped it after zeros were on the clock.
0: Bruno, this is the quintessential mark of a bad, a poorly coached football team. Oh, Yeah. You have all these scenarios that uh, I know the Patriots practice and the, the good teams in the league know oh, know yeah. these rules. And you've, you've seen it before. People, like, they showed these on highlights all the time. Like if someone gets tackled in bounds and like another player on the team runs and grabs the ball from them and sprints it to the official. Yes. To the official. So the official can place the ball. These idiots in Dallas, the players, not, well, the refs suck too, but the, the players – they gave the ball to the center in the center spot of the ball. You you can't do that. Just can't do that. You it's not something you can do. So the ref was out of position, was late, but does have to touch that ball. So I don't know if Dallas is claiming well, we couldn't have given him the ball because he was so far out of position. I don't know, but like it it just showed me they were that was that was poorly
1: executed, poorly coached by Dallas yeah and again it's mike mccarthy who all season long like despite them putting up points we all i don't think any of us were ever like oh mike mccarthy great coach fantastic fantastic yeah so again it's a it was a shitty ending to the game honestly because they were driving down six right so like that could have been exciting even if they had one hell mary chance and it just awkwardly ends on that last play where the the refs huddle up and they're like yep the game's over so shitty shitty ending for the cowboys kurt a couple takeaways before we move on if you're the 49ers you're ecstatic with the first three quarters jimmy g looked great the offense was so diverse and doing all these crazy great things the defense was locked in you just got to clean up the fourth quarter especially like that jimmy g interception which like kind of almost changed the whole game it's like you can't have that in the playoffs it looked
0: like he was giving the game away that's what it looked like yeah right
1: but again it's like it's not all bad for the 49ers and again at the end of the day a road playoff win is a road playoff win right so they're they're definitely happy about that kurt if you're the cowboys you said it it's like are we even going to expect the cowboys like they can have the greatest regular season of all time i don't think we can expect them to do anything in the playoffs until they show us because we haven't seen it right so they got mike mccarthy returning it was announced offensive coordinator kellen moore is in hot demand so he might be gone so i'm sure that's going to hurt their team because he's probably one of the biggest reasons their offense has played well but kurt uh, disappointing end to the season for the cowboys
0: disappointing for sure and most likely you're going to lose both your coordinators. Kellen right. Moore and Dan Quinn. I'm positive right. Dan Quinn's getting a job. He's the number one name on everyone's list. It seems. True. So, you're telling me you're going to lose two really freaking good coordinators, and all you will be left with is <laughs> Mike McCarthy. <laughs> if I were Jerry Jones, I would I would run for the hills, my friend, because yep. that that screams mediocrity for every year you have McCarthy. Oh, Mediocre yeah. McCarthy <laughs> at it again. Oh, got him. Got him. <laughs> Bruno. Speaking of mediocrity. Ooh. Ooh. Ben Roethlisberger, like the last five years. True. Not very good. Um, his team, not very good. <laughs> True. Shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I can't I believe know. I had to watch Ben Roethlisberger and not Justin Herbert. A little I mad know. about that. True. Um, but anyway, the Steelers got in, so I have to talk about them now. Uh, Bruno, I will say this. For one quarter, <laughs> one the one. O-N-E, one <laughs> quarter. It looked like we had hope. Yep. All of us in New England, all of us Jackson Mahomes haters, <laughs> all of us Brittany, Ma- Brittany Mahomes haters, <laughs> all of us Patrick Mahomes haters, we Ugh. looked like we had a fighting chance. Oh, yeah. Chief Steelers was scoreless. The Chiefs looked like shit, and the Steelers were gaining confidence. Oh, it, yeah. Things were – a storm was a-brewing. <laughs> but then, uh, the Steelers – Actually open the scoring. <laughs> I didn't even have the game on Bruno. Yeah. I we were doing a little birthday <laughs> celebration. I was like, oh, oh the yeah. game's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we watched the Cowboys lose. My uncle oh, was yeah. all sad. We're talking about the Cowboys game. Yeah. And then my uncle goes, Seven nothing Steelers. TJ Watt. Fumbles, scoop scooping the score, Bruno. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, no way. They no the Steelers way. have a chance. <laughs> No, they didn't. No, 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 no. No, they didn't. The Chiefs <laughs> said, no, 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 not today, not so fast. Uh, they scored a shit ton of points, beat the Steelers 42-21. So yep. that was really cute, really fun. Yeah. 7 lead. We had a good time. Thanks for showing up. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to steamroll you now. Yep. Um, Patrick Mahomes, 400, over 400 yards, five touchdowns, five different Chiefs players score touchdowns. Yeah, yikes. That's a lot of Chiefs.
1: That's a lot of Chiefs.
0: Um, from the second quarter on Bruno this game essentially played out like we thought it would not even competitive not even close Ben Roethlisberger did throw for over 200 yards and two touchdowns no picks in his final game pretty good step line And like it look I thought the last play of the game Ben threw a pass, i forget who caught it, but he got tackled in the three-yard line. And I was like, ah, oh, they wanted one more fitting. touchdown for Ben. But mm, so close yet so far. So far. Um, Bruno, it turns out his quote, the final game, essentially saying, we are the worst team in the playoffs, and we are hopeless <laughs> in that match, turned out to be
1: exactly correct. Yeah. I, again, we talked about it when he said that, but like we were like that's a weird way of like talking about your team but like i guess we can't even say it's weird kurt because he was dead on but- well for the <laughs> first time in a while in a while he told the truth if you know what he i'm to- saying oh god okay oh. he told the truth oh,
0: oh that's a kill oh. shot
1: yep. oh kurt speaking of kill shots god fucking damn it cardinals Who would pick the cardinals fuck first of all idiots would pick the cardinals second of all what the fuck cardinals literally what the fu- i need them to like answer that question what the fuck because kurt Cardinals Rams our last non-Patriots game the Cardinals essentially forgot how to play football like it's that it was that bad Kurt. they like didn't even show up they lose a divisional rematch divisional game they played the Rams twice they know the Rams really well they just got smoked 34 to 11 in a game that really like 34 to 11 is a blowout it almost didn't even feel that close I'm just gonna go ahead and say it didn't even feel that it close it wasn't that close kurt the rant this was monday night's game too so we were all hyped it was monday night playoff football like it was awesome we were hoping for a great game these teams know each other well from the same division and kurt it really wasn't that great of a game the rams were up 28 to nothing before the cardinals even scored a point not great the cardinals really never even looked like they had any fight in them kyler murray again one of the more exciting and dynamic quarterbacks out there didn't look like his typical self and in fact kurt i'm sure you saw it everybody saw it he threw one of the most egregious pick six pick sixes this eye has ever seen kirk <laughs> he was in his own fucking end zone running around in his end zone for like five seconds which like you just never like as a quarterback you just can't take that long in your own end zone to do something like you just simply cannot right he starts to get tackled and like basically after he's already tackled he just tosses the ball up almost carson wentz-esque tosses incredibly the ball up
0: carson wentz-esque
1: yeah, and, like, he tosses it up, like, completely in the field of play. Not, like, a pass out of bounds. It was just, like, a toss-up in the air. And ran, I don't know which Rams defender it was, but the Rams defender just, like, caught it and ran a yard into the end zone. It was fucking terrible. That was one of his two interceptions, which didn't help. So, Kurt, you know, again, the Cardinals played bad. You got to give some credit to the Rams. Matt Stafford, again, he came to the Rams to win playoff games. And Kurt, in his first playoff game, he used 13 for 17. So, again, didn't throw it that much. But Kurt, he threw for two touchdowns. He rushed for another one. And Kurt, he had no turnovers, which we've been kind of getting on Matt Stafford late into the season with all the turnovers. Yep. He had none in a playoff game. So that's you have to commend him for that. Cooper Cup, who else, caught one of the touchdowns. OBJ, kind of funny. He caught his first career playoff touchdown. He was trying to all act all like tough and stuff. And like he was like pointing to his veins. He's like, oh, I got this shit. Like, that's me. And it's like, buddy, you like haven't sniffed a playoff touchdown ever. Correct. So I don't know what we're talking about there. But, you know, good for him. Uh, the Rams' defense was pretty good. Kurt, a lot of their additions, like Vaughn Miller, looked great. He had a bunch of tackles. I think he had an early sack, too. Uh, Jalen Ramsey holding it down. They, You saw the story, Kurt, I'm sure. They signed Eric Weddle, who, like, was out of the league. Their secondary was decimated, so they signed Eric Weddle, and he held it down in the secondary. So good for the Rams. That's a great win for them. Again, Kurt, the Cardinals not showing up whatsoever. It's disappointing, even if it's not surprising, right? Like, it's still dis- I'm still disappointed, even though, again, it's like, I guess you could say you saw this coming. You did. I didn't, obviously. Um, but again, I just was hoping it was going to be a close game. It wasn't. Cardinals go home. Kurt Rams move on with a win under their belt that gives them some confidence as they head forward in the playoffs. So, good for them.
0: This is true. Um, I will say this, which is pretty crazy. Yep. For as good as Kyler Murray has been... In both of the last two seasons, Mm -hmm. that was one of the worst quarterback performances I've ever seen. It didn't look like Kyler Murray. It looked like, I don't know, the thing that stood out to me about anything else is the fact that, like, we've known Kyler to be this mobile quarterback with escapability, can pick up first downs with his legs. Bruno, he went down, like... So easily in this game, oh, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know how to word it. Like a rush was coming, he just followed to the ground. Like he was avoided trying to avoid getting hit. Right, bro. If you want to go play shortstop for the Yankees, you, yeah. you or the A's or whatever team, A's, yeah. go do it yeah. because there's no contact in that sport. Yeah, he looked I, like he was miserable. Um, yeah, just an absolute dud of a performance for him. From him.
1: Yeah, and Kurt, you brought this up last week, I think. If we're talking QBR, quarterback rating, not the one that's out of 172 yeah, yeah. point whatever, the one out of 100, 7.6. Anytime you're in the single digits for, for QBR, Kurt, that ain't good. That is not good. Bruno, yeah. you know, one thing that I will say about
0: the four NFC teams that are left. True. So the All Bucks, right. the Rams, on. Packers, 49ers. Yep. Um, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, and Kyle Shanahan. We're all on the 2013 Washington Redskins coaching staff. Sheesh. They are all younger than Tom Brady. Oh, my God. Isn't that that's banana land? Obs-
1: that's also absurd.
0: <laughs> banana land. How about that? I should, if that's stats guy's stat, I'm going to laugh my ass off, by the way. I, that's going to be so funny if it is. Just act surprised. Um, <laughs> okay. Bruno, that does bring us to, uh, oh my to God. this moment. I mentioned uncompetitive games. We've talked about a lot of them. We've talked about a lot of them. Unfortunately for us, this was also one of them. Maybe the most. I'd argue the Eagles almost more. I, 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 you could have made an argument. But I, I maybe I took
1: it personally. I, I mean as you should have. <laughs> Bruno this is the worst. Can I just stop you, Kurt? This is the worst. The fact that we have to do this right now, this is the worst shit I've seen, and this is the worst feeling that we're about to go do well, this. I I kind of want to opt out. Is it too late to opt out? Are you opting in for your player option, or what? <laughs> God damn it, Kurt. Bruno. <laughs> wow.
0: I, I'm very glad we've had a couple days to digress. Yeah. I'll call it post not clarity, because...
1: Oh. <laughs> To, I don't think we nutted, though, Kurt. I'm just going to say.
0: We got nutted on. Nicole. We got nutted on, Kurt. Oh, God. Kids' Kid show. Kids' Kid show. <laughs> it's like we got slimed. Nickelodeon. We, we got, got we slimed. There it is. We Kid got, got slimed. We got, slime. we got we slimed, got slimed <laughs> all over. <laughs> Facial. We, the slime facialed us. And then kept facialing us. They showed no dis- yeah. no regard for uh, human life. Um, none. Bruno, we, we talked often about. Getting back to the postseason. They yep. got back to the postseason, but probably dropped, had the biggest dud in the Bill Belichick era uh, in terms of postseason losses. Um, maybe, maybe that Baltimore game where um, Ray Rice right. r- ran all over us, but this, this, this was up there. Um, Bruno, right from the get go, this game didn't feel good. Um, The Patriots won the coin toss, and they deferred, and I was like, "Yeah, we lost. I literally said it to my friend Jake. I was like, Jake, we lost. He's like, why? I'm like, because they're going to march down the field. They're going to score. And just like the Miami game, and just like the Indianapolis game, and just like the Bills game, they did. They marched right down the field, and they scored a touchdown with relative ease. Bruno, on the opening drive, the first touchdown pass Josh Allen threw was bananas. Patriots rushed three. Tried to contain Josh Allen. Josh Allen escapes in the pocket. And nine point something seconds later, Josh Allen is rolling to his right and just just flicks flicks the ball down, down the sideline a little bit. Josh Allen claims he was trying to throw the ball away. Dawson Knox, their behemoth tight end, says, No, I'm going to catch this pass. Makes a ridiculous catch over yeah. the one-handed Kyle Duggar. And before you could even blink... Before Belichick could even be cold, it was seven nothing, Buffalo. Yeah. Now I will say this: I will say this. I was like yeah. trying to be positive. Yes, me, <laughs> me. I was trying to be Kurt. positive. I was like, okay, it's seven nothing. Just, yeah. just need a quick response from the offense. Yeah. And Bruno, I for a while there, I thought we were getting one. Yeah. Uh, the opening drive by Mac Jones. Yeah. No, I'm gonna say it. I think it was the best drive he's had all season. Wow, Kurt! Wow, <laughs> did that drive end in an interception? Yes, but I think it was the best drive he had all season. Let, let yeah. me walk you through this, okay? Yeah, walk me through it. So uh, obviously they run on first down, one yard, whatever. Then he hits Kendrick Bourne on a deep out, uh deep comeback route on the up- opposite sideline, get a first down. Blah blah blah. Bad false starts happen. Bad run plays happen. All of a sudden you're sharing a third and fourteen, bro. Yes, sir.
1: Uh,
0: the success rate for the Patriots on third and anything more than ten yards. Ain't pretty. It ain't pretty for any team in the league. That's a really tough spot to be in for an offense. Well, Mac Jones used his ability, used his little 23-year-old legs, oh, got yeah. outside the pocket, rolled to his right, found Hunter Henry down the field 35 yards. Kurt, talk about nutting. When that <laughs> happened, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I slimed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, slimed. <laughs> I slimed. Well, Bruno, <laughs> three plays later, the Patriots are staring at another third and ten. Yeah. And Mac goes, I'll just do it myself. I'll and he I ran. Hope. He ran for 14 yards and looked decently fast. <laughs> decently fast. I'm not going to say fast, <laughs> but like decently fast. Uh, um, picks up 14 yards on third and 10. Yeah, oh yeah. And then Bruno. <sighs> That's about where the slime ended for me. <laughs> because um, the next pass, I again, sometimes you just got to tip your cap to a team making a better play than you. Because Mac Jones lofts a deep ball down the left sideline to Nelson Aguilar, Bruno. Mm. And I can't call the pass perfect because it ended up in the hands of Micah Hyde. But it was a great throw. Like, I thought Nelson Aguilar caught a touchdown. I was hooting and hollering and celebrating. And then I was like, oh shit, Micah Hyde has the football. Um, I think that is a pass that 99% of the time, the worst case scenario is an incompletion. Micah Hyde just made one of the most ridiculous plays you will see. Bruno, that was the one play in the entire game, before Mac Jones actually said hut and got the ball in his hands and threw the interception. That was the one play in the entire game that he took the field, and the Patriots had over a 25% probability chance of winning the game. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus Christ <laughs> Jesus Christ that's Kendrick Bourne um, yes. Bruno he was one of the only guys who played well in this game but yeah. just the fact that it was 7 nothing, and they had a ridiculous catch by Dawson Knox and then a ridiculous interception by Micah Hyde sometimes it's just not your day and I was like okay it's not our day and then Buffalo obviously goes right down the field. Another touchdown. Patriots yep. go three and out on their next drive. Buffalo, another touchdown. Uh, the Buffalo Bills were, what were they? Seven of seven. They had seven drives, seven touchdowns. Uh, that is absurd, insane. That is insane. Um, but, Bruno, I think the, the first thing that we have to talk about is the slow starts. And I feel like we are a broken record. Dude. We are a broken record on this podcast talking about the slow starts of the Patriots. Um, they lost four of their last five games, including this hunt, Bruno. You remove that Jacksonville game, which was more like a preseason scrimmage. Yep. Yep. In the four games they lost after the bye week. Yep. The Patriots were outscored forty nine to nothing in the first quarter. I mean, Jesus Christ. What are we doing? Like, yeah. and I think, you know. Obviously, the players are out there making the plays, but I think coaching takes some res- some responsibility there. Like, you know, if it something's not working, your team is starting
1: slow over and over and over again. Wouldn't you try something different? Like, yeah, and Kurt, sorry, not to cut you off, but not you. You're also making me think of this too. You tell me this all the time: yep. how the start of games, yep. opening drives, are often scripted, right? Like you, you generally have anywhere from ten to fifteen plays thought out ahead of time. If they, if opponents are scoring not only in the first quarter but on their first drive against us, that means that our defense is just exploitable week after week teams are noticing ways to beat us week after week and like you said we're not we're not fixing anything we're not making changes we're not making it harder for teams to just figure out the precise and exact ways every single week to score on their first drive against us and that's not a good sign
0: it's not a good sign and bruno here's this too like when we had brady we tried to set up the double score a lot so the patriots
1: would
2: of defer
0: they tried the ball to end the second quarter and then score and then get the ball start second half and score well, with Mac Jones and a rookie quarterback, you didn't see the Patriots try to like, go for it at the end of the nope. first half a lot. So you're not really trying to set up a double score. So I'm asking, like, why defer? Plus, you know your team has been really bad in the first quarter defensively. Yep. And on the flip side, I told you this and blew your mind. The Patriots were the number two ranked offense in terms of points on their first drive the entire season. Yeah. Don't you want to go play with a lead? We, I mean, if you and I can see this, and I'm not saying we're dumb, but like we're two Joe Schmoes and fucking Connecticut who aren't Bill Belichick, right? Wouldn't you try to do something different than like, hey, our offense, when we script plays, we're pretty good. Let's go try to get a lead, right? And then at least maybe it's seven nothing or three nothing, and you're not just like fighting an uphill battle before it even starts. Um, so that's incredibly frustrating, Bruno. I mentioned 7-for-7 for for Buffalo. Um, Seven drives, seven touchdowns. Disgusting. No team in NFL history, that's a long time.
2: (laughs) That's that's a lot of history. That is all of the history.
0: (laughs) Has ever gone the entire game without A, punting, B, kicking a field goal, or C, turning the ball over? Until now. Which is insane. It's literally insane. The Bills literally, they pitched a perfect game. They pitched a the perfect game. Josh Allen, 21-25 with a
1: drop pass and a throwaway. For 308 yards, five touchdowns. That's a pretty good stat line. Kurt, think about that stat in particular. He threw for more touchdowns than he had incompletions. Wow. I didn't think about that <laughs> until you <laughs> <just> said <laughs> that. I think about that You are correct.
0: <laughs> Bruno, this is two games in a row now uh. where Bill, the Bills did not punt. They could have made their punter inactive both weeks, and it wouldn't have made a difference because they didn't punt either time. Um... And this is the second time in a row Josh Allen has torched a Bill Belichick defense. Yeah. Which is, here's what I do not understand, won't understand, can't comprehend. My little brain can't wrap my head around it. How come against the, the Falcons and the Jets, Josh Allen sucked? And he threw three interceptions against the Falcons. And he had to only score 10 points against the Jets in the fourth quarter. Or 13. And then against the Patriots, he's superman is does josh allen just elevate himself in those games or is it a product of what you are putting on the field defensively and i think that question has to be asked josh allen's in your division for like the next nine years yeah if he's that comfortable against the bill belichick defense look out
1: baby look out because you've got problems coming your way yeah um and the other part of that kurt before we move on to the next point is that it's not like he was necessarily lacking it beforehand, Kurt, but just the confidence alone that not only he gets from not only doing this in the regular season game where it kind of determined who won the AFC East, but he did it again in the playoffs to literally eliminate us in historical fashion. He was already playing well beforehand, and now he just has the confidence to build on for the rest of the time. So Correct. Love that. Bruno, I know you and I disagree about this, and the Patriots would have played
0: so... If the Patriots played the way they did defensively they would have lost against whoever they played this postseason but that's that is part of the reason i wanted to play cincinnati in the divisional round i mean in the uh wild card round just because josh allen had so much confidence after his last game against new england he did whatever he wanted four weeks ago and he did it whatever he wanted again this week so just to have it and again i think joe burrow is You know, just as good, if not in the same range as as Josh Allen. But it's just a guy that Bill's never coached against and he's never he's never played against. And and Burrow hasn't seen what Bill Bill can do. That was the driving factor for me. But again, it didn't matter if if they played the way they did anyway. So it, it is not worth getting worked up about.
1: Yeah, and Kurt, I'll give you credit. You read this like a book, whereas I didn't even get off the first page. I was convinced that after that second time we played the Bills, when he dismantled us, right? I was convinced that that was a game where, you know, maybe you could say one out of every ten times they played us, that might be the result. It turns out it's more like ten out of ten times that's what it's going to look like. Because, Kurt, not only did you nail it. Again, what what I think our disagreement lied during the game was just I didn't see... I didn't see this happening to this level but whether it was 47 to 17 or if it was 33 or 14 the style of what unfolded where essentially he did whatever he wanted yeah. he only inc- he only had four incompletions and like you said one was a drop and one was a throwaway right being in control the whole game making plays with ease no matter what the score is his performance was exactly the same as it was not le- the second game that we played them and that's exactly what you said and i just again i was a fool I, I nothing to say i was a fool i wanted all the smoke curtain i got slimed you, i wanted the smoke and i got you slimed. got slimed kurt got slimed the whole patriot team got slimed bruno yeah.
0: just real quick one a couple more things about the game bills were up 27 yep. nothing lol in the first LOL. half before the patriots ended up kicking a field goal to make it the tw- saddest field goal of all to time. make it 27 to 3 hey and the 27 to 3 jokes they were firing on all <laughs> cylinders on twitter <laughs> Bruno, i was like oh if they you don't think they can come uh, back, they have, try twenty eight three yeah, all that good oh. stuff. Ha, ha, ha. Well, it, that ended very quickly no. because on the Patriots' first drive of the second half, because you know they de- yeah. they deferred and they got the ball down twenty four. Um, Mac Jones had his worst pass of the day, got intercepted on trying to target Hunter Henry, and then the Bills marched right back down the field and scored another touchdown. I yep. will say this though, Bruno, Mac Jones played his yeah. fucking ass off. Like yeah. he was one of like number ten deserved more. From that game, he deserved his teammates to show up, and they didn't show up. Um, oh yeah. I will say Kendrick Bourne too. I mean that guy, that dude is just infectious with his energy and how hard he plays at all times. He caught two touchdowns from Mac in this game. Um, so that, I mean, we, there weren't a lot of bright spots in this game, but those two certainly were. Um, Bruno, we we were chatting uh, before we got on the pod, talking yep. about um, how we wanted to approach. Whatever Patriots portion we're going to do going forward And obviously as we keep going here There are less and less games Because there are less and less teams um, So we will be doing stuff Talking about the Patriots um, In the We only have what three more episodes Three, yeah. Whew. So two Jeez. more after this Banana yeah. land um, So we're going to break it down And talk about the defense this week We're going to talk about the offense next week And then we'll talk about some offseason stuff During Super Bowl week But yep. Bruno Yeah um, you made the the correct decision to, to say, well, let's ta- let's start talking about the defense because if you watch this game or any game the last month and a half for the Patriots, this defense was a problem. Not saying the offense didn't have their issues, but this defense was right the driving problem. So Bruno, right. in this game, in this in this wild card round, the Bills threw for three hundred eight, but they also ran for one seventy four. Just That's gross. almost 500 total yards of offense. Josh Allen wasn't <sighs> sacked. He wasn't even knocked down. Just a piss-poor performance all around. They did whatever they wanted through the air and they did whatever they wanted on the ground, and that so is incredibly bad. disheartening for a defense. When when you, you know, you can't stop the pass, but sometimes you see things where you know a team's having a lot of success through the air, but they can't run the ball on you or they can't throw the ball on you, but they can run it. Well, the Bills could do both. Um, and uh, it's it's disheartening for a team that tried to reload their defense this season, bringing in Van Noy and having Hightower oh, yeah. back and J.C. Jackson and Jalen Mills and Adrian Phil, all all these guys, De- Deshaun, no, Devon Godchalk like all yep. these dudes that they tried to bring to stop the run didn't make an iota of a difference. Not one um, iota. Bruno, let's talk about how disastrous disastrously bad they were in their final five games after the bye week. Excluding the Jaguars game again, because we talked about it, it's an outlier. The Patriots played 111 defensive series that did not include kneel downs. 101 of those, so 91%, ended with a first down, touchdown, or field goal attempt. Oh, that's literally fucking horrendous. Only 10, so 9%, ended with a punt or a turnover. <sighs> I mean, that, that is mind-blowingly bad. Historically bad. That's like 2011 Patriot bad. Uh, I just want to show that this defense, similarly to the offense, just couldn't play from behind. Ugh. In both Miami games, in the Colt game, in the Bills game, you knew they were going to run the ball late when the game was even close. Like, you you knew they were going to run the ball try to run the clock out, and you could not stop them. That, that's a gut punch. That's taking your will. That's taking your soul. When you can't stop a team and you know what they're doing, similarly to when we beat Buffalo. Yep. In the, in the first game we played them this year, and yep. we only threw three times. We ran 45 times, and Buffalo knew it was coming, and they couldn't stop it. That was like being a Patriot fan the last month. You knew it was yep. coming, and you couldn't stop it. I think, Bruno, and tell me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of that has to do with your linebackers. Oh, yeah. So let's talk sure. about the linebackers for a second. In the latter part of the season, Matt Judon, I told you, put the milk cartons out. Where did he go? Was never found. What, tell you where he wasn't found. Buffalo wasn't found there. Yeah. Uh, he didn't even start. He played less than thirty percent of the snaps. The first snap he played was Josh Allen running for twenty-five yards because Judon couldn't make a tackle. And I was like, "What are we doing? What are take, Mister Red Sleeves? Better yeah. figure it out, my friend." Um, Matt Judon fell off. He was really by the last month. The linebacking core looked really, really slow. They looked really, yeah. really old. So there are going to be decisions that need to be made on Dante Hightower. Jamie Collins, Jawan Bentley, and Kyle Van Noy. Yep. Guys who have done huge things for this franchise. But at some point, when do you have to walk away? Um, And all those guys I mentioned, they've been around for a little bit. Yeah. You lose a step playing in the NFL. You lose a step playing football. Where is Josh Uche? Where is Chase Winovich? Like, like, these are guys who drafted recently who have, the, like, Chase Winovich led the team in sacks last year. He barely played this year. He was a healthy scratch like 10 times. Josh Uche gets eight snaps a game. What are we doing? You have to yeah. get younger at the position. Dante Hightower ain't going to be there forever. I don't understand it. I know that they, they, they drafted that Cameron McGrone guy um, right. from Michigan, just like Uche and Winovich, all Michigan guys. Mm. Yes. And I know <laughs> they like him, and he's supposed to be this athletic type of linebacker who – you know, can cover the pass and run stuff. But I just think you have to revamp your entire linebacker core. Like, we'll get there because we're going to talk about some of the
1: free agents and stuff, but it just wasn't a good group at the end of the season. Yeah, and, Kurt, I think you hit the nail on the head when you – like, I've heard other people say this, and this is what I was thinking too. It's just the simple fact that they're just aging. Like, they're just – like, it felt like they were just stepping in sand. When Josh Allen would run right by them, when whoever was running it would run right by them, like receivers, they'd be way behind. Like, again, you put it best, right? Like, these guys are legends of a game. No one's doubting their uh, contributions to, like, the Super Bowls that we won and, like, the teams that we've had in the last, you know, five to seven years, whatever you want to call it, right? But at the end of the day, Kurt, like... You, people get older and unless you're tom brady like you're gonna slow down right that, that's just like what the the truth has been and my biggest takeaway for the linebackers kurt is that they all look they all are old and they all look slow and that's not going to be any better next year it's only going to be worse and so kurt here's the decision that's scary we either rock with a lot of, or most of, or some of the same guys, and they're just going to be older and slower, or we're going to have to get completely new young guys, which like is exciting in the long term, but like that isn't going to make us better most likely next year when they're younger and they have a lot to learn.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of like a rebuild. You kind of yeah. have to rebuild the defense a little bit, <sighs> and it's scary if you're if you're going to rebuild the defense. This is offense. We'll get there, but like this is offense. Strike fear into anybody? Not really. Not yet. So not yet. Um, And they can eventually, but who knows? So the linebacker core looking old. Bruno, let's transition to the secondary. Yeah. Okay? I think the biggest thing that was lacking with the secondary was its depth this year. Yes. Yes. If everyone was playing and everyone was healthy and we were playing a mediocre team, the secondary looked really good. If we played the Bills or any really competent
1: passing attack and we had a couple injuries or COVID issues – we were we were sunk and so going back in time that makes our already bad grade of trading Gilmore even worse oh uh, because, Bruno we're, we're gonna get there uh, my, yeah, my okay. dear friend okay
0: um so when Jonathan Jones got hurt in that Buccaneers game I don't think people Patriots fans even remember this but like that was a massive loss for this team Jonathan yeah. Jones was your slot your nickel corner and he did a great job in that Bucks game and they remember in that game he was guarding Antonio yes. Brown yes. and Antonio Brown wasn't doing much Jonathan yeah. Jones got hurt Justin Bethel comes in the game gets smoked right. by Antonio yeah, Br- like bethel. all this stu- yeah
1: <laughs> you i remember you being like fucking
0: bethel yeah correct <laughs> um so he gets hurt and that moves Miles Miles Bryant into that slot corner role and he was finding in subpar guys but you saw what like Isaiah McKenzie did to yeah. him repeatedly yeah. this season not good so is he is he a good 3 or 4 corner yeah he is but he can't be playing the amount he he did Right. jc jackson we obviously know he's a great great cornerback right but you have to ask the question now stefan Diggs fucks you up every time you play what Good, are we gonna do fantastic <laughs> receivers top of the line receivers beat you every time you play so at some point it's like you're about to go get paid in for agency right are you worth everything you're gonna get because you can't guard elite talent? Yeah. Like at some point you need to you need to put your big boy pants on and you can't just shut out Braxton Berrios. You gotta go shut out Keenan Allen or yeah. Stephon Diggs and you haven't done that. So that that's a little bit troublesome with JC Jackson. Jalen Mills, he was fine this season. That's all I'll say about him. He wasn't good, he wasn't yeah. bad. He, he was p- he was better than advertised and losing him in this Buffalo game was a big loss to the patriots from a schematic standpoint they couldn't do what they wanted to do from a scheme standpoint they couldn't play the zone they wanted and so on and so forth so losing him was big bruno jawan williams i hope he played his last snap in the nfl and bruno i feel like a terrible friend a terrible <laughs> friend to you because we were in anthony Rosati's office when joan williams got picked you know like, kurt Try to explain this to me. I was like, oh, they they must really like him. Second-round cornerback from Vanderbilt. Well, oh, they must really like him. Oh, he'll be fine. He wasn't fine. Uh, he He's wasn't not fine. good, and he shouldn't play in the NFL. So having yeah. him play all game, not great. Nope. Um, Between Nikhil Harrys in the first round and Juwan Williams in the second round, probably the two worst picks back-to-back ever in history of the NFL. I don't know. Don't look that up, but probably. It probably. And Bruno, finally, uh, Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, Devin McCordy. Those guys are studs. Um, Kyle Duggar and Phillips Specifically you have here For a while they just re-signed Adrian Phillips Duggar still on his rookie contract Happy about that Devin McCourty Played a Has he lost a step yes I think Everyone can agree with that right but he was Like he was ranked pretty highly this year In terms of safety play so Right he's you know He's a free agent we'll talk about it but you know Those safeties are Pretty good Um so here's my question to you, Bruno, and it brings up what you what you talked about earlier. Why did this team not keep Stephon Gilmore? <sighs> if depth was an issue, why didn't they keep him? Because, Bruno, they traded him to Carolina for a 2023 six-round conditional pick. I mean, yikes. That is a person who's not even going to make your team in two years. Yeah. So I know you didn't want to pay Gilmore. Fine, you didn't have to pay Gilmore. Just have him finish his contract, play the last – seven games or whatever he would have played and he would have helped you tell me stefan gilmore wouldn't have helped you in buffalo
1: yeah again a team he knows right being having been there he knows right. and again his he's, old team yeah and again we all we joked about when he got traded yeah he didn't look fantastic but even still kurt would he have absolutely been an upgrade on what we saw fucking you better believe he would have been
0: you better believe it i wouldn't have had to worry about sean wade d'angelo ross and someone <laughs> named grigsby or whatever his name was <laughs> busby <laughs> Shout out UConn Shout out UConn Whatever his name is <laughs> God, Bruno like, We're the New England uh, Patriots We shouldn't have to worry about that But we uh, have to worry about it And uh, Bruno This brings me to my last Kind of thing Before we talk about free agents Quickly The yep. coaching Yeah Why is Steve Belichick In charge of this defense? What has Steve Belichick Done in his coaching career That has given him The right to be The defensive coordinator Of the New England Patriots Because he's a Belichick He came out of Bill's penis Is that is that the <laughs> only reason? He did Slime, slime. <laughs> he was, my God. he was literally slime. <laughs> he was slime. And now he's, now he's a defensive coordinator.
1: The slime has been slimed.
0: And like Gerard Mayo,
1: <laughs> the yes, yes,
0: defensive helper or whatever Bill calls him, yeah, is getting all these interviews to be a head coach. Hmm, hmm. Yet he's not in charge of your defense. Hmm. Belichick, Steve Belichick is. I. It just doesn't make a lot of sense right. to me. Right. Right. Um, Look at the Buccaneers. I'm looking. Bruce Arians brought in Todd Bowles, the old Jets uh, head coach, defensive oh, yeah. mastermind. Look at the look at the Bucks defense. They've been phenomenal, phenomenal with Todd Bowles. I wish the Patriots would bring in uh, a proven coordinator right. rather than just promote from within. It drives me. It drives right. me crazy. Um, I think it might be Bill's afraid to get questioned. I mean, if you have Eagle. all these, yeah, if you have all these young guys and a coach meeting around the table. And they're just like, you know, they, they take out their notes, and they, their pens, and they're, they're jotting down notes and, and Bill speaking. And, who's going to challenge Bill Belichick? Uh, hey, Bill, me. that might not work. Hey, Bill, Josh Allen's going to throw for five touchdowns if you do that. Like, no one is there to challenge him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I think that needs to be called into question, too. That's a bigger picture. We can talk about that in the offseason. Yeah. Bruno, let's talk about some of the, the, the free agents on defense. I'm ready. Um, Unfortunately, I'm ready. Yeah, here we go. Um, It starts with Devin McCordy. Yep He is 35 years old or something Bruno I want I want to hear your opinion Keep let go or you don't care Okay My thought Devin McCordy is tr- you try to bring him back Not for a shit ton of money He's at the end of his career He's not going to play anywhere else I don't think Bring him back
1: veteran deal Maybe his playing time is less But he's a great guy to have in your locker room Exactly what I think. Like you said, he was still in the category of lost a step in aging, but I think he was better than most of the other guys in that group. Def- team leader, key again, as long as it's on a deal that's not crazy, I say keep him there. He'll help set the scene.
0: No doubt. Dante Hightower, Bruno. For me, it just comes down to: you are a Patriot legend. You are a Patriot hero. You are a shell of yourself this season, and it's sad, and it is unfortunate, but it's also a reality. You didn't play in twenty twenty. You didn't. You didn't yeah, you did not play in 2020 because of COVID. Yep, you weren't yourself this year. He's probably going to want decent money
1: still. I just don't think it's worth it. I think it's on a, it's sad to say, but you let him go. Kurt, I'm with you. And what seals the deal for me is exactly like you said. He had a year off, right? And he came back and he looked like this. So yeah. I, if you had a year off and you look like this, what are you going to do at next year? Right? So I'm with you.
0: Uh, Bruno, Jamie Collins, another linebacker. See, this is funny for me. He had moments where he popped this year, and he had moments where he was terrible this year. But for me, Jamie Collins knows, in his third go around in New England, you're only good in New England. So, does Jamie Collins want to just go get paid somewhere else, or does he does he want to does he want to suck? Like I, these coaches might want <coughs> might not want him outside of New England. Like right. the, people have seen how he was in Detroit and wherever else, Cleveland, wherever else he was. I think. I don't care what happens with Jamie Collins. If he's back, great. If he's
1: gone, I really don't care. I don't care. I'm leaning towards keep exactly what you said because the other piece of this is that, like you said, because he's been terrible elsewhere, maybe he's motivated to play well here. So we'll see. But, again, you know, I don't know if he's going to make or break things, but, like, maybe for the sake of not losing our entire defense, we keep him. (laughs) I know, and that's how that leads me to Jawan Bentley.
0: I want to keep Jawan Bentley. He's a free agent. He's that thumper, thumper in the middle of your defense. There will always be a place for a thumper in the middle of a Bill Belichick <laughs> thumper's defense. Gonna thump. he, thumper's going to thump. Thumper's going to thump. He led the team in tackles, forced fumbles, all that stuff. Yep. Were there times he was bad in pass coverage? Yeah. Sure. Yep, yep. sure there were. But he's a guy in, uh, in the red zone, the goal line, you, a guy you want on your team. Yep. I hope they keep Jawan Bentley. Yep. Uh, JC Jackson. Uh, now, obviously, this man is about to get paid. Whether he is a whether the Patriots tag him or whether he goes to the market and he he gets paid seventeen million dollars a year, top of the market cornerback money, he's going to get paid. Yep. I would rather the Patriots just tag him and go. Uh, you need you because there is nothing in terms of depth in your secondary from a corner position. You need someone out there. Yeah, I would tag J.C. Jackson. Have to. Have to keep him. I don't I don't care. We have to keep him. And then, Bruno, the next three, Brandon King, Carl Davis, and Harvey Lange. Don't care. Ta-ta. I, See I don't care whatsoever if yeah. you're here or if you're not. <laughs> yeah. If you're here, it's for very little money. Yep. If you're not here, I'm not going to miss you. So right. those are all the pending free agents for the Patriots this year. Yep. It just feels like it's time to get younger, get faster, yes. get more explosive.
1: Yeah, exactly, Kurt. Uh, I feel like we talked a lot about this. Like, remember when we played the Falcons and everyone's like, oh, their defense so fast and speed and all this stuff. And we were like, oh, we're going to stick to our ways. That worked for those two or three years after that point. But, Kurt, we've reached the limit of that, and now we we just got to get younger. This has to happen.
0: We got to get younger, Bruno. And in terms of the salary cap for next year, I don't think they're going to be able to bring in too many big – big name guys that happened
1: this past offseason yeah correct. that happened
0: this past offseason maybe you go maybe you trade i don't know what the deal is but yeah in terms of salary the number one salary on the team matt judon 16 and a half million dollars and the only other guy in the top seven for your defense is devon godshaw 10 million so defense isn't bringing in too much of a a, a, a bag you'll call it but I, there's the patriots only have like 20 million dollars
1: of cap space to work with this year so they're the big name free agents probably are not coming to New England this year, and so you know what, Kurt. We go with a mix of trying to get younger, like we've said, and then maybe if we do the unthinkable, we bring in a proven head coach. Then maybe the coaching will be better next year to help some of the current players who we end up keeping play better and have a better scheme. And you know, have I agree. Results. I
0: just don't see Bill Belichick telling yeah. you his his I know his sperm, his slime. <laughs> you're not coaching the defense yeah. anymore. Uh, Bruno, that brings us to the end of uh, this little segment. Yep. We will talk about the offense next week. Yep. Uh, but really quickly, I just want to give you the matchups for the give divisional round. Give it to me. So, the number four Cincinnati Bengals at the number one Tennessee Titans in the AFC. That'll be a great matchup. Mike Vrabel, uh, Derek Henry looks like he's returning. Um, all the Titans need to do is win one game when they're hosting the AFC Championship, Bruno. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, the next game on Saturday, the number six
1: 49ers head to the number one Green Bay Packers. Bruno, that's a spicy matchup right there. If the 49ers can play four quarters of what they did in the first three against the Cowboys, that's going to be a great fucking game. Because the
0: Packers did kind of limp, limp in yeah. the playoffs a little bit. Yeah. But I, but Jimmy G tried to give the game away against Dallas. If he yeah. tries that against Aaron Rodgers, yeah. he's going to turn into roadkill. Oh, yeah. Bruno, the first Sunday game, the number four Rams at the number two Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Another great game. Two high-octane, high-powered offenses going at it. Um, I think this sounds pretty elementary. Whatever defense plays better is going to win the
1: game. They both yeah. have great offenses. Yeah. Which defense is going to come and make a huge stop? And, Kurt, people forget the Rams literally beat the Bucs. It was earlier this year before maybe they got clicking, but literally they have played and the Rams have won. So. They, it's been proven. It's and been then, proven. Bruno,
0: we are ending – we are ending the divisional round with what I'm biased, but the best game of the weekend. Oh, yeah. The number three Buffalo Bills at the number two Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> Bruno, this, in my, in my mind, should be the AFC Championship game. Yes, yes. Um, it's what the AFC Championship game was last year. Is Josh Allen going to keep playing at superstar levels, or is he going to return to the pumpkin that he is against the Jets and the Falcons? If Josh Allen plays anywhere near how good he did this week, I'm taking the
1: Bills. I'm just saying it right now, Bruno. I'm saying it right now. Kurt, and you know what sucks for me? I agree. Well, it sucks for us. I agree with you game of the week without a doubt. Kurt, we're stuck between rooting for the Chiefs, who we fucking hate, right? For all those reasons, we don't need to say again. Or the Bills, which like... If they didn't just shit down our throats, if they weren't a division rival and if they their players hadn't talked about ending the Patriots dynasty era and all that shit, they'd be a likable team. I'd almost want to root for them. But it's like now I have to root for a team that just shit all over us. So it's like I don't like this They're at all. so likable. It's just they yeah. just
0: they thrashed
1: us. So it's like yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I'll tell you, rooting you what rooting for the Bills for sure. Yeah, for me
0: too. Sure. <laughs> so Bruno, um that has led us to the end. We a little that was a nice chat.
1: Yeah, it was nice a nice chat. Nice Fireside chat.
0: chat. Uh we there are, that's sad though. We will not be talking about any
1: more Patriot games. They are over. Kurt, honestly, we lost four out of the last five. Maybe that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. This season, man, <laughs> Maybe as a whole That's a good thing. This season as a whole was a yeah. really wild one. Started it was, it was like the tale of three seasons wrapped in one. Yeah. You started two and four. You rattle off seven straight wins
1: yep. and you lose four to five. Yeah, Kurt. And I will say, uh, I'm glad we did the negative stuff this week. While it's fresh, the game was fucking terrible. We did the negative stuff this week. We'll have another week to digest things. Next week, we'll get into the positives. We'll talk a little offense. We'll talk a little better. Or we'll talk about things that are a little bit better. And we'll you know, we'll send us on our way with some Patriots talk that's a little more positive. But you know, today, we got slimed, and we have to own it. We got slimed. We got slimed, Bruno.
0: Um, scale from 1 to 10. What do you rate this Patriots season? Go. First number that pops in your head. First number that pops into my head. Wait, let's say at the same time. Okay. On the count of three. Are you ready? Yep. Yep. One, two, three, six. Oh, that was Look at weird. us. <laughs> oh, wow. Slightly, <laughs> slightly above average. You made, yes. You won 10 games as rookie quarterback. You yes. made the playoffs. You still left
1: a lot to be desired. If we had, even if we had still lost against the Bills, but just it had been way closer and a better game, I would have said seven. I took off almost a full point for just how shitty that fucking Bills game was. Yeah. yeah. And rightfully so, Bruno. Yep.
0: But, Bruno, the numbers, stats, that lead us to this last part of the show. Starting now.
2: Sacagawea on the pod? Oh. Sacagawea.
0: Whoa. Lewis and Clark reporting for duty. For That's me.
2: How are you?
1: Good. Excellent. How are you? Good.
2: Good. Okay, so I'm going to just dive right in on this hump day eve. And evening. Not mm-hmm. hump day eve, because I would mean Tuesday.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Any hoops. Um... I'm gonna dive right into my stat, and I actually have some solid numbers for us today, (laughs) unlike last week where I just sat and watched my brain turn into applesauce.
1: I love applesauce. It is a good uh, treat for
2: post wisdom teeth removal, so that's good news. Okay. So, Kurt, I will say that your personal Instagram actually inspired my thinking behind this stat. Wow. And not like your Instagram, but a recent story that you posted.
0: Okay, I'm intrigued.
2: The story might have been posted on the same day that the Bills and the Patriots played this past week. Do you have any sort of mm, thought about what it could be about?
0: Jake Largay. I, I, the only no. day that I posted anything on my story about the Patriots was ding-ding, like, the round three of I playing remember that. Buffalo. I saw that. That was the only thing I posted that day.
2: Then maybe it was the day or two before. <laughs> yeah, because that was the. But only it was in reference in to that game. Okay. Thoughts? Nope. Okay, um, you had posted about how funny it was about how cheap the tickets were.
0: Oh yeah, that was that was two days before.
2: Oh, two days before. See, timing, Bruno. Timing. Um, we are just discussing breaking the fourth down, fourth wall down here. Fourth down. Fourth down wall. <laughs> um, it's fourth down, bitches. It's the fourth down wall, baby. Fourth, we're breaking um, the fourth down wall down. About how <laughs> Kurt loves his life scheduled down to the exact second. Yep. So just so everybody knows, he posted this on his story exactly 48 hours before game exactly, time. Literally exactly. <laughs> um, so it was interesting because I've heard people sit, make comments before like, oh, Gillette's not a very cheap stadium. Or... Oh, we, we, let's go to a game at away because that stadium is cheaper. And I might just be stupid, but mm-hmm. oh, that's a confirmed <laughs> fact. But in my brain, I was always like, I feel like bad teams are going to have cheaper tickets, not necessarily dependent on the stadium. So like in my head, I'm like the, when the bills used to be bad. I was like, yeah, obviously it would be a little cheaper to go to a Bills game because the Bills are bad. But it was a playoff game, and the tickets were like $37.
1: Gee, That's kind of crazy.
2: For why? So that kind of led my questioning this evening. Let's go. The first thing I searched for in my trusty-dusty Google search trusty bar was... dusty I actually don't tell, think I could tell you oh. what I Googled because... I have four tabs open that I'm going to share the information of things I found. The first one is the average ticket price in 2021 by National Football League team. Just what the average ticket price is for that team during the 2021 season. And this does not include box seats.
0: So this is just a... What is the average ticket price for any team in the NFL?
2: Yes. I guess it doesn't even really... Well... I was going to say it doesn't really matter home or away because obviously it's probably relatively split. Yep. But keep the stadiums in mind. Does anybody have any. Is this Patriots
0: related or just any team?
2: Just football. 62
0: doll hairs. See, to me, that's so low. I'm just guessing. What are you saying, Stats guy?
2: My question was going to be can you guys guess what the most expensive team on average was to see a game this season? Oh,
0: Lambeau Field,
1: Green Bay. That's a good guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm guessing it's a good team. I'm just—I don't think the Bucks are probably that expensive. Probably not LA. Probably not the Chiefs. It could be the Bucks. You Super Bowl so? champs. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. 49ers. 49ers
2: were actually second on the list. Oh, so wow. Let's go, baby. Do- Doctor. Let's go. Um, <laughs> the number one, <laughs> the number one um, NFL team in terms of most expensive average ticket price in the 2021 season the Las Vegas Raiders Oh, the average stadium. ticket price being $153.47 Sheesh.
0: but see like to me that is an average ticket price because of like joint stadium like
2: uh, N- New England Patriots is third on the list yeah. at 131.45 yeah oh my goodness. Th- phew, yeah um 49ers is second I was actually Green Bay is fourth, and I actually have an interesting stat about Green Bay because in my searching, I also discovered that Green Bay has been a sold out audience at every single one of their games home since like 1960. Yeah, so. Which is crazy pants.
0: Abby, or Stats Guy, you remember how I've told you, like, I'm on the Patriots?
2: Sacagawea.
0: Sacagawea. This is Thank you. Clark. Um. <laughs>
2: Did you say Mrs. Clark? No, Mrs. No, Clark. Mrs. Clark. I don't <laughs> even see it. Sacagawea, Mrs. Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Claus. Oh. You've played her before.
0: Sorry, Bruno. Uh, thank you. Um, what was I saying? Oh, you know how I won yep. the season ticket wait list for the Patriots? and Yes. I, when I first did it, like right out of high school, I had 17 years. And now for some reason I still have like 12 or 13 years. Yeah. That math doesn't add up, but that's what they say. Um, Lambeau Field. If you were to put your name on the wait list for season tickets, it would be about 60 years.
2: Yeah, 115,000 people on the wait list for tickets.
0: Look at you, stats guy. Oh, Thank man. you. fucking fucking go. Love I bring stat. real numbers
2: to the table this week. Nice. Can anybody guess the cheapest average team uh, to attend one of their games? Jaguars. They are, again, the number two what? from the Why bottom. Why am I always second place here? God damn it. First is the worst. Second is, second is the best.
1: best. Oh, oh, that was Okay. <laughs>
0: Part of me wants to say like the Texans, but I don't think it's them. I'm going to go with the. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. Who am I going to go with? I'm going to go with the. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. Let's just go with the Dolphins.
2: Okay, uh, wrong. Who was it? <laughs> it was the Los Angeles Charters. Charters wow. At eighty dollars and that. eighty dollars and thirty eight cents. Wow. So that's that on okay. highest to lowest. Can you the nas- the,
0: keep, wait, can you give me the, the five lowest? Do you have that in
1: front of you? Five.
2: <laughs> oh, of course I do. Statista.com, by the way.
1: Statista. <laughs> yeah, is, I'm, a, I'm a national an Statista.
2: actual <laughs> incredible resource. It has every single NFL team. Okay. And I'm so using Statista five? for a second stat. Okay, the top five?
0: The, no, the sorry, the top five lowest to pay. Like
2: so cheapest tickets. Mm. Well, starting off at... Fifth from the bottom, Arizona Cardinals at $84.83. Damn.
1: Cardinals, no respect. All right, four.
2: Fourth from the bottom, the Cincinnati Bengals, baby. no oh, wow.
0: respect. That city sucks, though, so. Mm, true.
2: Third, the Buffalo Duffalo Bills. <laughs> Damn. No I respect. Guessed,
0: I mean, $30 and playoff tickets, what are we doing? Yeah. Two jaguars, right. one chargers. that one's yep.
2: eighty-two dollars forty-nine cents. And Bruno, can you tell us what the number two on the list is?
1: Jaguars, jaguars, not wires. Wow, wow. Wow. Jaguars. I apologize for the good. audience.
2: <laughs> no, no. I was I not do expecting that. For no,
1: that was good. Stats guy. That was I good. reject. I mean, sorry, nope. Sorry, sorry. Mm, that was pretty good.
2: It's Mrs. <laughs> Clark. <laughs> Uh and number one at the bottom is the Los Angeles Charters. All
1: right. Electric for a set. Thank you. Is that it?
2: Um the smallest stadium in the NFL.
1: Ooh. Smallest stadium. (laughs) Cleveland
0: Bronze. This is such like a hard some stadiums look small, like Buffalo looks smaller than Gillette, but it's like almost ten thousand people bigger. Mm -hmm. Um uh Washington.
2: Uh no, the Chicago Bears. Oh, huh. okay.
0: okay. What's the top 5 smallest or the bottom
2: 5? That's actually not a stat that I have. I just know no. that from my research. Um then there is a stat about just general team revenue.
1: Yeah. Like so <laughs>
2: No, no, please get more excited about that stuff. Um, you were in the middle about, of a sentence. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, we've like, what's talked next? about revenue here before in terms of like sponsorships right. and broadcasts and blah, blah, blah. So this kind of includes everything. Ticket price, sponsorships, all that. Airtime.
0: I, I feel like I in my – for grad school, I did I did this. Mm-hmm. So I talked about I had to, I had to move a franchise. stats I, are from you? No. <laughs> no. I'm just saying like <laughs> – I had to move a franchise, and I picked. I was moving the Bengals because they had lo- Their revenue was so low. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the Cowboys were number one.
1: I think in the Cowboys are, are Forbes most valuable,
0: right? Cause they, they are, they always but I th- think in revenue they were the number one, two. Well, I guess the
1: question is: so we said the Raiders were number one ticket price. They have a new stadium. Do you think they have new sponsors? It's expensive in Vegas. Where do we think the Raiders are? I mean they just
0: got that new Allegiant stadium, right. the, the signing the right. signage stats do you give it to us. Yeah, give it to us.
2: Dallas Cowboys taken in number hey, one. Eight hundred million dollars brought in in revenue Damn. just in twenty twenty alone.
0: See, That's you know what? To whoever my professor was, I okay. pay attention. Yep. Oh yeah. You. my Their research actual is
2: thorough their franchise was valued just generally in 2020 at 6.5 billion dollars and i'll come back to that um number two new england patriots Ooh. so what did i just say for dallas cowboys 800 million
0: yeah. what was like the patriots 500
2: 478 million dollars yeah, that is
1: nutty holy isn't shit.
2: that absolute wild sauce and the write-up of it below this really visually appealing table that I'm looking at that outlines all of this. It says the Dallas Cowboys not only have impressive financial figures, but the team is also quite successful on the field. The Cowboys have won five Super Bowls, blah, blah, blah. um, And have several pro football hall of fame members. The new England Patriots led by quarterback Tom Brady since 2000. This article was last year. So Mac Jones hasn't arrived yet is the second most profitable team in the NFL The team has played in 11 Super Bowls, winning six of them. Blah, 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 blah. I just, it's crazy to me that the Patriots have won more Super Bowls and have appeared in more Super Bowls than the Cowboys. And their general revenue from last year is approximately half.
1: I mean, they call the Cowboys America's team. I know that was primarily in the 90s and stuff, right? But I guess that has truly has never gone away.
2: I don't know. I guess up here it's just like you're a Patriots fan, a Giants fan, or anything else, and you're kind of dumb. Yeah, kind of. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders, though, to your point, Bruno, about how the, they had the highest ticket sales, um, were number five on this list of oh, there you go. $389 million in 2020. But when did the stadium become erect? Well, it opened last year, year,
1: but this is the first time fans have been able to go? Or is that not correct? Okay. No, that's true. Okay.
2: Um last little tiny thing that I actually found really interesting that I didn't even think of as a question until I clicked on this Reddit article about it. Because you'd Reddit, think that the teams reliable. you get the um revenue in ticket sales from like your home games and things like that. And this person asked on Reddit, Do teams get any money from away games? And I was like never have even thought of that do the home teams Mm -hmm. go like here's some money for our ticket sales because obviously like kurt you went to a titans game in no you went to a panthers game in north carolina but you were a pats fan the ticket revenue sales split them 60 40 between the home and the away team Oh, wow, and it I does did not, not it does not count concessions and it does not count which i thought this was such an interesting distinction it does not count box ticket sales only gate tickets so like any seats except for the suites
1: wow i w- 60 to 40 is way closer than i would have guessed yep, it was i That's agree wild. right i agree
2: yeah so found that really interesting. And then it brought, gave some breakdowns about why, sorry, this is the last thing, why the Bills Patriots game playoff tickets were so cheap. Why? Just listen to how cheap <laughs> these tickets were compared to oh. the rest of the playoff games played that same weekend. Okay. Ticketmaster was selling tickets in section, like the 300s for $39.60. Which that was the stats average guy, price. We've
0: sat in the upper section in Buffalo. Not bad seats. Fantastic seats
2: yeah so weird um the Raiders Bengals game the average price in this 300s was 173 dollars Bucks versus Eagles 120 49ers versus Cowboys 145 Steelers Chiefs seventy nine twenty and Cardinals Rams 70 which is still kind of also cheap. the
0: Bengals but, was the highest because they haven't, uh, they haven't had a Super Bowl there yeah a playoff game there dang
2: yeah Um, A lot of people were saying this was mostly due to the weather. Kurt, you and I have talked about how, like, when I was considering getting tickets for C-Day gifts this year, I was, like, tracking the price over the course of, like, a month, and they were really shifting, and a lot of things go into that, how the team is doing, the weather, things like that. I don't know. Really deep dive into something so specific in regards to ticket sales. Well, but it surprised me when you said, like, ha-ha, Bill's Stadium, this is such a joke, or I whatever said you Buffalo, said. Buffalo, this
0: is embarrassing.
2: Right. But I, I guess I just didn't understand why. Just because why. I think
0: for, like, for me, who's someone who frequents Charlotte Stadium a lot, like, if I can find a ticket anywhere for $150, bucks, i am like, damn. I'm, yeah. not, I got a deal.
2: Yeah, when you guys went, what was it the, like the weekend right after Thanksgiving? You yes. were on Thanksgiving and you were like, oh my God, they're only 100 bucks, Buy. Yes. Yeah. Smash the buy button. And then there Smash. were like,
0: you know, there were fees or whatever. It was like, h- ended up being like 140 But yeah. Right. Like, that's a steal for Gillette Stadium. True. Yeah.
2: Crazy sauce.
0: No Crazy doubt. Crazy sauce. Those were some good stats, stats guy. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Sacagawea. you. Thanks Thank for you.
2: inspiring me on your Instagram story.
0: You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Knew it. Satska, well, we only have two more episodes with you.
2: I have to make these last two stats. Short, sweet, and, and fantastic. <laughs> Not where I was going with that. <laughs> the absolute best stats of my entire life. There's a lot riding on them. Yeah,
1: well, you put the pressure on, so now the pressure's on. When did you start coming on?
2: I have no idea. Um, it's kind of all been a blur. I think um, after... Definitely after like the first episode or two of the season, because this idea came to fruition. Yeah, how did it start? When we were in the car on the way back from the Jets game. Oh, oh yeah. The three of us.
0: Because it originally started. You were going to come in and talk about um, pop, culture pop culture and absolutely <laughs>
2: nothing to do with football.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> forgot. But about I really that. decided
2: to impress my fans. Give us
0: a Kardashian stat next week or something. Oh, love the pivot. Don't don't Let's spoil it now. Don't roots. spoil it now.
1: But I, I love will. the pivot. I love All the right. pivot. I have. <laughs>
2: My brain is being infiltrated with ideas. (laughs) Unlike when I have to come up with a stat about football. Well,
1: that's a great tease for upcoming stats on future episodes. You know, we need something to keep the fans interested after the Patriots have been eliminated from the playoffs, unfortunately. But uh, tune in for future episodes for some uh, some good stats. But for now, Kurt. Uh, are there Patriots? Are there play Patriots? Are there playoff mm-hmm. games on Saturday this week or no? I forget. Yes, there's. So I can answer that. Pick six. Pick six will be probably Saturday morning or midday on Saturday. So tune in for that um we had another great episode not the potato episode what's the opposite of a potato whatever that is that's what this episode was i don't know
0: but starch me up
1: baby starch me oh shout out stats guys starch me up baby thank you so much
2: <laughs> only real fans will remember when kurt said that he wanted starch me up on a t-shirt yep. four scoring seven years ago around thanksgiving and i delivered did that delivered. bruno what's your t-shirt size
1: signed sealed and delivered extra large
2: excellent you'll you'll have one coming your starch way starch me up official baby. merch Starch maybe. me up
1: baby maybe we'll do it for a uh, podcast listener of the year we'll have an award maybe matski <laughs> in the running some other people in the running brad it's me brad no. in the running you know so we'll see but anyways maybe uh you know <laughs> kurt, kurt kurt needs to eat stack guy needs the stats we are outie we are out of here we'll see you saturday for the pick six <laughs> and we will see you next time on playing the field don't get slimed bye everybody Give it-
2: Sorry sorry.